You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Brick here, and I'm thankful that you've tuned in once again to our Friday missions podcast. Um, The Friday Missions Podcast, for those of you that are new, is an opportunity for us to be engaged with God's mission in a couple ways. Uh, One way is for us to be engaged by by hearing about what God is doing through our partners and how we can be engaged with that. The second way, um, which is new this year, is a couple podcasts every once in a while for us to learn more about missions and how we can be engaged in that. So I love both types of podcasts. But today I'm excited to share some testimony about how God is working in a partner ministry. And that ministry is Hope Clinic. So with me today, I have got a wonderful partner that's Karen Sims uh, sitting in and just willing to share some testimony about how God's been working and how really he's leading. So Karen, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Glad you're here. Thank you. Um, Karen, I'm going to turn it over to you and just ask that, um, you know, you give us an update. How's God working? We know that COVID has been crazy. We know that you guys are uh, raising funds and prayerfully looking for expansion, a new building. So there's a lot of stuff happening. Mm -hmm. But um, how's God been working? Well, um, to give a report, you know, for last year, we saw about um, 350 clients, new clients that we saw. And so we uh, made an incredible impact within those lives. So approximately 35% of those that we see, Uh this is our records um, for the past six years, about 35% of them are at risk for abortion. And so when we define at risk, we mean someone who is thinking about it, uh, maybe someone in their life is encouraging them to think about abortion. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've had an abortion, even when they're not thinking about it this time. We don't mm. know the life circumstances that might occur again when they walk out that door. Yeah. So yeah. we have to assess those girls that come in. And so what we've done is we've we've seen those that are at risk, abortion-minded, abortion-vulnerable, about mm-hmm. 35%. Wow. Um, and from those that have a positive test result, mm-hmm. about 45% of them will choose life and continue their pregnancy. Yeah. Um, so we wish all of them would, yeah. but we know, um, just like the Word says, that the road to heaven is narrow and the road to hell is wide, and that yeah. also with our choices, we don't always choose, you know, um, in our own lives, life, you mm. know, God's truth many times. And so... But we are in the, in the community. These mm-hmm. are girls that are not involved in church. Maybe they've um, heard of their family going to church. It used to be that many of them did grow up in church, but now we're seeing a lot of them really aren't even growing up in church. Mm-hmm. They just have churches around them. Yep. And so we are spreading the word. We are sharing the gospel. Yeah. I looked at the stats for, set, uh, for February, and yeah. it says here we have 37 new clients. But it also says that we had 37 spiritual conversations and prayed. That's right. So we do that with every one of them, whether we're sharing a personal testimony or whether we just share a scripture Mm -hmm. um, and praying with them. And obviously we ask permission for that. We are in the secular world and we don't want to be pushy. Um, But they know there's a difference, you know, just like the word talks about, you know, there's a smell of a difference in those who serve the Lord and who are believers. Um, And then we share 22 gospel presentations of those 37 in February. As the door opened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and one of those did accept Christ. 
Um, wow. We had a young lady Praise that um, came to us with domestic violence in her past, mm. currently still living in a domestic violence shelter. And um, according to our clinic manager, Stephanie, she said that she prayed the most earnest prayer and the heartfelt prayer she had mm. ever heard um, on her own, you know, as she had been hurting, you know, as she heard the gospel. This was not the first time we mm-hmm. know that we have to hear that gospel many times over. That's right. Yeah. But when we spoke to the staff that's working with this young lady, they were pretty surprised um, mm. because of the hardness and the pain mm. and all that she's gone through. And, um, and so she's, you know, becoming involved within a church, you know, and mm-hmm. so we're still reaching out to her, connecting with her. She's obviously in a very safe place, mm-hmm. um, working through her past issues and um, domestic violence. And so, you know, when we have young ladies that come in and, and a lot of people know that we're working with girls in unplanned pregnancies and mm-hmm. some obviously considering abortion, um, most people may not know that they also come in with other issues, suicide oh. attempts, depression, yeah. Um, domestic violence, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mm-hmm. a number of other issues. And and I thought a couple of weeks ago as I was thinking through this, you know, because I've been doing this now for 20 years, is it different? Do we have more of it? Or is it just that people are, are open and sharing more? I don't really yeah. know. I, I think there's a combination of the two. But if we go through a week without hearing anything else besides just abortion, we've actually been dealing with an easier week in a sense wow. of hearing their pain and being able to navigate through that yeah. all the while that they're pregnant yeah. and considering abortion possibly. So. It's just, you know, it's an incredible opportunity for us to be in the community. Yeah. Um, another story that happened, it did happen at the end of last year, but we had a young lady come in and, um, and finding out that originally when she came a year or two years before that, uh, very distraught, um, yeah. not married, highly considering abortion, felt there was no other option. Um, after the time at Hope Clinic and much prayer on her part, because she was a believer, she chose life. Mm. When she came back, um, actually with her child yeah. for a pregnancy test, married. Um, it's It was a different person, but this man just loves this child that she has, and now they're expecting and married, and, and she is, you know, um, taking care of her baby at home yeah. and, and learning to be n- domestic and, and doing all the things, even sewing kind of that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and just it's incredible to see, you know, we don't always get to see the after effects of that many That's times. Right. And it's just a, a blessing and it's a praise. You know, just like this young lady who accepted Christ. Um, and, and thinking about prayer and praise, you know, mm-hmm. we do have a, a prayer need. We That's had right. a young lady come in and, and she's feeling the pressure mm. of um, having an abortion. And a great deal of these girls that come in are believers, are Christians. Mm. And they are looking at an option that's completely opposite of what they've always been told or yeah. what they've learned or, or what their heart says, too, that abortion um, is a taking of a life. And But when your own support system is encouraging you in that because they don't see the hope, yeah. right? And, so, um, and then when the father of the baby says, I really don't want to have anything to do mm. with you even whether you're pregnant or not. Yeah. It's just very devastating to make that decision. And so this young lady needs prayer, you know, right mm. now for us to be able to, that um, she feels the support of Hope Clinic, um, that her support system, you know, build hope That's within right. Christ That's for right. her so she can make a decision to choose life. Mm. Karen, thanks thanks for sharing that prayer request. Um, man, and, and we will be faithful to pray for her. Um <laughs> I know this is a little bit silly, but for me, just for our listeners, yeah, I, I don't know her name or her story, mm-hmm. but I'm just 
For me, I'm gonna give her give her a, a name out of my head. That's Emily. Right. I'm gonna okay. call her Emily and and for those of you who listen it, just just call her Emily and, and pray for her. Yes. Um because that is that is really important. And you know, Karen, just as you mentioned, you know, as as young women come into Hope Clinic, oftentimes the reasons for the deeper issues are much more multifaceted. Mm. So that should clarify yeah. our prayers as well for those of you that are listening. I hope that you're starting to pray for for so many areas of her life and that God would, would really overflow and work in those areas. Yes. So, Karen, yes. thanks for sharing that. Um, but also, we've mm-hmm. got some exciting stuff ahead, yes. right? Uh, there's um, our Heroes Walk for Hope. Yes. It's coming up soon. And again, I'm going to turn over to you okay. to, to kind of communicate yeah. some of that celebration and vision with us. Well, we're excited. We we didn't get to have one last year. That's we right. were probably at this point passing out flyers, and we just did the mail out, and then COVID hit. Mm. So we did not um, try to turn that virtual. Um, yeah. I just I, I had a burden of responsibility to our donors and volunteers. You're right. God has taken care of us. We've been blessed beyond measure um, financially. We've been you know we've made it through COVID, and we are fine. So um, the Heroes Walk for Hope will be the last Saturday of April, April the twenty fourth. The difference for this year will be that it's going to be at the Temple Baptist location in Oak Grove. Yeah. The reason at this point Longleaf was not uh, scheduling events because uh, of COVID. So mm-hmm. they probably will by the time April rolls around, <laughs> but we had to go ahead and make a decision. And so it's a little different in that respect. Um, but we have flyers that um, you'll put up around the church, and we have walk brochures. If people want to register online, we have a QR code. We have gone high tech. You know, we just think yeah, we're fancy. Yeah. Um, so we have the QR code for people to register or to give. Um, and then if someone wants the old school way of the walk brochure, they can take it around and um, get people to sponsor them in the walk. Mm. So our goal is $20,000 for the mm-hmm. walk. And uh, the first place prize for this year is a Yeti cooler. So we always need hey, a little incentive yeah. to help out. And, of course, we'll give away lots and lots of um, gift certificates, mostly restaurants, yeah. at the day of the walk for people to walk away with donuts and cookies and, you know, gift That's certificates. Right. So it'll Make be it a fun. fun day. And dress up like a superhero, you yeah, know, because yeah. everybody <clears throat> who um, raises money for us and prays for us <clears throat> Excuse me, and is involved. They're our heroes, you know. Right. They're the heroes for the girls that we serve, like Emily. Mm. <clears throat> So um, I just want people to um, to pray for that event yeah. and um, to be a part of it, you know, if they would like to. And um, But it's the last Saturday of April, April the 24th. Right. And our goal for this year and moving forward with all of our fundraisers is to continue raising money for a larger facility. Mm. So we have now raised 219000 out of our $450,000 goal. Mm-hmm. And so we know that God has something planned just for us. We're still busting at the t- at the seams where we are, but yeah. um, for now, we we know this is our home until that time comes. And so, just help us to raise money, you know, for a larger building. We help, you know, want y'all to do that for us. Mm, that's right. And you know, the vision here again. I'm just re- reiterating it. The vision is is growth, right? Because the the Lord is doing good things through Hope Clinic, and I believe. He can and will do bigger things um, as you guys, you know, continue this goal of of being able to find a, a bigger location mm-hmm. to be able to better better meet the needs that are truly in our area. Yes. So love we, that. We're maxed out. Like we are yeah. 
the schedule is maxed out. So when we get a, a larger facility, we'll be able to see more more people at the same time. So that's the goal. Yeah, and I remember you and I discussing before before recording of just how the, the idea that you guys now can't really even take walk-ins mm-hmm. just by nature of you know COVID and size. All of it has to be scheduled, which is good and very feasible. But man, uh, it, is, it is true that you guys are busting at the seams. Yes. So, so excited for Heroes Walk of Hope, and that's that's how we'll conclude. So, my challenge uh, for for every, anyone listening is we want to make it as easy as possible for you to be involved in that. Um, if you want to be a donor, or if you want to be a walker to get donors, man, please do that. We've got uh, brochure brochures here at the church. We've got we have posters up, and um, if you will. Uh, you know, get a QR code or, or jump onto hcfriends.com. Yes. Please, any of those ways are ways that you can be engaged in that. Um, don't miss this opportunity. It's a great chance for us to partner with Hope Clinic in a fun way, right? In a unique way. So I'll help you do that. Um, Karen, again, thank you for sharing testimony, vision, um, for praising God for what he's doing. I, I've really enjoyed this podcast. Thank you. Thank you.